Hello, everybody, and welcome to Reap the Spoils. I'm Mark Sullivan. I'm Delilah Lugo. Jason Kwasnicki. And we are here to spoil a video game for you, the listeners at home. What game are we talking about today, Delilah? The Legend of Zelda Skyward Sword. Yeah, we're talking about Skyward Sword, that little ditty that came out on the Nintendo Wii a whole decade ago. Um, Reap the Spoils is a spoiler cast. We take a game, we play it, we spoil it. If you haven't played the game we're talking about, I really suggest you don't listen to this episode until you go play the game. Go play the game, then come back, listen to this episode. Skyward Sword just recently came to that hot new uh, Christmas toy all the kids are asking for, the Nintendo Switch. So you can go to your local GameStop, Best Buy, Amazon, what have you, and pick up a copy of Skyward Sword HD. This is, this is proof that we are not Sony ponies, as the boys have been <laughs> saying in the yard. Yeah, this is our... This is... <laughs> How, like that that guy Mark Sullivan has been saying in the some, Slack I've heard channel. Some rumors out there, some slang been thrown around. He's been saying, and uh, hey. we're we're here to quell those rumors. Yeah. yeah, Mark Mark's been in that Slack channel going, "Yo, we gotta fucking play anything but a Sony game, anything but a PlayStation game." How about that Skyward Sword? I hear that's a cool new video game. Uh yeah, this is our first Nintendo episode, so this this will be interesting. We're gonna get all the um. With it, I'm hip. All the new Nintendo fans coming into our mentions being like, you didn't talk about this in Skyward Sword. Yeah, apologies if we miss anything. But um, yeah, we're going to talk about Skyward Sword. If you haven't played Skyward Sword, don't listen to this episode until you've played Skyward Sword. Then listen to the episode. You've been warned. We're going to spoil the shit out of Skyward Sword. So that being said, are we ready for a history lesson? A brief history lesson, mind you, on Skyward Sword. Before you tell that, are you wearing a green hat because of Link? Yeah. <laughs> he may or may not have put it on specifically. I was I was sitting here. Related. I was sitting here talking to Jason and I had my blue beanie on cuz I have a lot of beanies. I had my blue beanie on and I, you know, the, the last episode we put out, the last official episode was Psychonauts and I had Raz's goggles because I'm just that kind of person. A dork. Thank you. <laughs> And I had those hey, on. And I was hey, hey, in Mark's defense, as I he said, I don't got anything. And I said, to be fair, I have a shirt from the 25th anniversary orchestra, which was the year the game came out. But you didn't go put that but on. I had to, but I didn't go put it on. Yes, to be fair to Mark. I, I, was, I just I was, kept on my Led Zeppelin shirt. I was sitting here thinking, like, all right, I, I don't have anything really Zelda related that I could wear. Oh, wait a second. I might have something. It's not really anything, but it's something. And I ran and grabbed my green beanie. So, yes, thank you. It's thank you for noticing, Delilah. <laughs> for the video, for the audio listeners out there that aren't watching this on video, I'm sorry. You just had to listen to like two whole minutes of us talk about my fucking beanie. Um, are we ready An for important a element of the show? It is. I, I do wear a beanie every time we record because I, I don't know. I like the sweat, apparently. Uh, are we ready for a brief history lesson? Yeah, yeah, go ahead. All right. Uh, so development on The Legend of Zelda Skyward Sword began in 2006. Uh, another game came out in 2006 that was called The Legend of Zelda Twilight Princess, which was a launch title for the Wii. 
and also came to the GameCube, the Nintendo GameCube. But after the release of that, uh, they started developing Skyward Sword. Twilight Princess was actually kind of used as a starting point because Twilight Princess for the Wii, uh, my understanding, it did have some light motion controls, not a whole lot. It was originally a GameCube title. They right. they ported it last minute to the Wii when it yeah. the Wii because the weird schedule, yeah. Yeah, and and you know, getting a hot new Zelda, not the first time they've done this, getting a hot new Zelda as a launch title for a console, you know, that that could help with the sales of that hot new console. Um I And funny, Twilight I, Princess was fucking rocking. Yeah, and it fun I find this so fucking funny that quick anecdote or story about the development of Twilight Princess. I didn't find this out until very recently. Um for in order to make it, they realized a little too late that uh, play testers and, and focus testers and whatnot playing the game were having trouble playing uh, Twilight Princess on the Wii due to the Wiimote being in the right hand and Link being left handed traditionally. So they were having trouble with the fact that you, they were using their right hand with the Wiimote to use to do sword actions with the left hand on, on the character model. They yes. didn't have time to redo the character model. So what they did was they mirrored the entire game for the Nintendo Wii, which I find yeah. fucking hilarious. That is. Yep. Something else, right? Um, yeah. But anyway, yeah, Twilight Princess was used as a starting point for developing uh, Skyward Sword. Uh, it was developed by Nintendo EAD. Uh, assistance was provided by Monolith Soft, the Kyoto branch of Monolith Soft, which uh, was just, I don't know when they joined in, uh, 2006 was just prior to Nintendo acquiring Monolith Soft, the developer largely popular for um, the Xenoblade series. Uh, previously, they also made Xenosaga, uh, but Xenoblade Chronicle series is is their, pretty much their bread and butter. But they've also done uh, support duties for other video games. Uh, Scott, uh, Skyward Sword was one of those games that they supported development for. It was originally supposed to have a th or envisioned to have a three year development cycle, which kind of expounded into five years. And Miyamoto is on the record of saying that the game for a Nintendo game had a very high budget for what it's worth. Um, yeah, that's uh, the game was released uh, in North America on November 20th, 2011 for the Nintendo Wii exclusively um it later has now almost a decade later come out for the nintendo switch on july 16th 2021 uh what's that oh a little over two months ago we got this mm -hmm. video game sorry one month ago one month ago uh so yeah that's that's the end of the brief history lesson i don't really have much else to share nice otherwise the whole episode is just a history lesson we don't want that we know nope. we're not nope. we're not in history class we're not here for just uh for just regurgitation of uh the past but yeah that's uh are we ready to just dive right into the game where are we starting mark where are we starting uh let's start with my boy demise because i got a lot to say about demise okay let's start with demise yeah demise he sucks there's like nothing. So the whole, the whole, the villain of the game is supposedly Girahim, right? Because he's the one that's like kind of heckling Link throughout the entire game, uh, taunting him. You have to fight him twice in two different, two different dungeons. 
Um, and he's he's trying to resurrect his master, Demise. And he he achieves that at the very end of the game. He he uh, it captures he captures Zelda and is using her, who is the reincarnation of uh, the goddess Helia. Uh, he captures Zelda and is using her to um, to to resurrect Demise, who's been mm-hmm. who has been sealed away. And Demise comes out. We kind of are are meant to put together that Demise is... By the way, uh, I should probably put this up front. Uh, Skyward Sword is my fourth Zelda game ever. I am mm. by no means fluent in Zelda. I think... Are I you ranking them 3D or 2D or altogether? Like, I've only played four Zelda games. I've played Ocarina of Time, Majora's oh, Mask. Oh, I thought, you were, I thought you meant it was your fourth ranked. Oh, okay. No, 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 no. I'm saying it's my fourth ever that I've played. I have... Mm-hmm. I've I've only played Ocarina, Majora's Mask, Wind Waker, and now Skyward Sword. Uh, so I am by no means fluent in Zelda. I think the out of the three of us, the most fluent is Jason, unless Delilah has Probably. secretly played like every Zelda game and I didn't know. Nope. I Ocarina, Majora's Mask, a bit of Wind Waker. I never finished it. Now Skyward Sword, Breath of the Wild. Okay. Uh, Twilight Princess. Uh, the 3DS like um. The, the train one, a, a link, and Phantom oh, Hourglass. Okay, okay. Uh, okay, so yeah, yeah you Breath played of the you, Wild was the only 3D waiting. one. You've actually played a lot yeah. more Zelda games Breath than I realized. The... <laughs> I'm, 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 folks, I'm so much of a Zelda purist that I fucking hated Breath of the Wild. That's how much of a purist I am. Yeah, we'll, we'll maybe talk about that later. But, uh, okay, so I'm just, I'm the only one that's like really Zelda inept. I didn't realize that. I apologize. Um, so, but I, I what we're supposed to kind of gather from Demise coming back is that, and and Skyward Sword is confirmed that that on the Zelda timeline, which is a hotly contested thing from my understanding, um, Skyward Sword is the very beginning, it's the mm-hmm. earliest point in the timeline. Yes. Um. So far, so far. Uh, I can't imagine it'll go earlier. Uh, from 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 what we've played and what I've heard, but. Earliest point in the timeline, and Demise is supposed to be the earliest or first incarnation of our our good friend Ganondorf. Yeah. Um, which? Yes, he says other... at the end of the game, "My hatred will curse you for all those yeah. to follow." And yeah, which, which is meant to be that implication. Um, and and Ganondorf is he's a storied villain. He's been the villain in so many. Of the of the biggest Zelda games, and he's typically an interesting villain. And Demise popping up at the very end of the game to be like, oh, "I'm Demise. I want to destroy the world." Oh, oh but like, you want to fight me? I can give you that courtesy. Come to me when you're ready. It's like, oh, come on, that's so lame. And the yeah. the the boss fight, frankly, wasn't. It was a little tricky to get at first, but once you get the pattern, it, it's it, it's over. It's over super quick. It, it was a pretty disappointing yeah. final boss. Overall, pretty disappointing villain, if you ask me, for the fact that it's the first uh, incarnation of Ganondorf. What did you guys think? I thought he looked cool. Um, I yeah. thought the, the the fight like aesthetically looked good, like the the battleground. Um, but when you had to, this is, we're going to, I mean, when I get into motion controls, I'll talk about it more, but like when you had to do the skyward strike on it, I was just annoyed. <laughs> I was like, why? I was like, it's not even like doing it in time. Like if I didn't have it like in the correct, like increment of air, you know? Um, but I all, otherwise he looked cool. He was just basic. I knew he was Ganondorf and 
had I not known that, maybe it would have been cooler, but it was pretty obvious like, that he's... Yeah, most, most other Zelda games are able to do a cool Ganondorf battle followed by an awesome Ganon hulking beast. Um, and again, like Delilah said, we'll talk about it when we come to motion controls, but motion control is very much limited what this game was able to do with adversaries, um, keeping yeah. them restricted to mostly, mostly humanoids and the odd, like, circular shape that somehow moved around whether it was via vine or air or whatever um, i don't i think I yeah think but this game could have done more than it did it had the option it had the ability and it just didn't really follow through on that we can talk about that more when we do talk about uh motion controls and how they function in the game um but i, I think what i'll say for now about that is it prior the game prioritized the wrong things for motion controls and the wrong mechanics overall. I I, I think with when when utilizing that as a as an idea. I would, I would agree. Like you're 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 suggesting con- they focus on combat over puzzles where it should have been puzzles over combat. And uh, even not even yes, but more so puzzles during combat. They could have done a lot more. There were very few puzzle or there were very few boss mm-hmm. fights or fights in general, I felt, that uh used the other things in your arsenal to 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 do anything, right? Like uh I guess we can jump ahead really quick. My favorite boss fight was Kalactos, the one that you fight in the ancient cistern. And yes, that was my favorite. Yeah, because it was so cool. Like you have to use the whip to dismember it, and then you have to grab a yeah. grab one of its swords and attack it with it. Like a, cle- a clever use of, of a tool like that in a boss fight, the game needed more of that. And the other yeah. boss fights kind of were, yeah. were too easy to figure out because uh, because they didn't really use a whole lot of your arsenal. And when they did, and, and this is a problem with a lot of Zeldas in general, at least ones that I've played, um, I, I feel like Zelda games and Zelda dungeons need to stop just having you use only the tool that you find in that dungeon um you get you gather these tools you have to use them occasionally in in dungeons but a boss fight that maybe has you use something that you got three dungeons ago um it it makes full use of that arsenal and keeps you on your toes having to figure things out um i feel like the game yeah i have a whole lot of that i tend to generally like later dungeons because they do have you use more of the arsenal but that's just just the dungeons to your point like if they would implement that in a boss fight uh like the last boss fights i think it would be much better and plus you're just using anytime you had to use your sword in this game i was like eh. like i skip i skip enemies in the open world i if i don't have to fight them i'm not gonna fight them eventually especially with with the motion controls it's just like i just want to get to like the puzzle and the story and that's it i feel like the combat uh, is a very like low point for for most Zelda games, but specifically for this one with the motion controls. We'll talk about it a little more when we when we open up motion controls as a broader topic because I I don't completely agree, um, but I I do I do see the other side of that of that coin for sure. Um, so but, but jumping back to demise. Yeah, it it doesn't really use anything that you've learned throughout the game outside of that Skyward Strike. And it is super frustrating trying to get that in a pinch to charge up your sword. And at least it's uh, it's much faster in in that fight. 
uh due to the fight's mm-hmm. design like it, it it kind of encourages or, or allows for a, a faster charge but it's really frustrating when you can't lock it into that exact position that you need it links like this mm-hmm. like his arms like to the side instead of like going up i'm like what are you doing Link? and then and then when when uh when demise goes to do like his skyward strike and, and shoot something at you uh, by the time you finally get yours out, it's not it's not out of offense, but out of defense. It's to like well, you finally get it yeah. just so you can cancel his, and then you're right again trying and trying to find the right angle to place your controller. Yeah, it gets a little frustrating in that in that uh that very high the other, um... moment. Uh oh. The other the other inherent design flaw I see in this fight is that this game involves item degradation, which is almost never a good idea. I think the only game I've seen really do this well is Dark Souls. Um, but, uh, and you also don't get the Master Shield as a natural course of yeah. progression. Hylian um, shield. You have to get it outside of progression. The Hylian Shield. The Hylian Shield. Hylian Shield, sorry. Why do you um, have to fight every goddamn boss again just to get the shield? You, you don't have to do that in other Zelda games, okay? I think because at, so at the time... So, so essentially, all all I was going to say about demise was that if you don't have a shield that is either unbreakable or is very hard to break, and the shield breaks, you have to start the boss fight again. There's no way because you have to be able to deflect his attack. Yeah, and I think the the idea to to your credit, Delilah or, or Delilah and Jason, really, uh, to to your credit, like. Yeah, getting the Hylian shield is a super convoluted method. It sucks. It doesn't really make any sense. And I think that they, the reasoning it's not just like something that you get naturally is because like the end of the game, after you beat Demise and uh, Zelda decides she's going to stay down on the on the surface and Link stays with her and the, and the, the implication is that they build the Kingdom of Hyrule together. Um... The, the the kingdom of Helia and, and Helia in general it hasn't really been established. That crest hasn't really been created yet. So really, it doesn't make sense to have a shield at all. Yeah. Um, but they still included it because it's an it's iconic Zelda imagery. You know, how what's a Zelda game without the Hylian shield? But the method that you go about doing it, like it's okay to me if it's in like some sort of piece of side content, but make that piece of side content grander and tie into the general to the generalized idea of the Legend of Zelda a little better than just making it locked yeah. behind a boss rush mode. And the worst thing about that boss rush mode that I didn't realize is that you only get one prize depending on when you jump off the boss rush. Mm-hmm. So I ran through the whole thing, went past when I would have gotten the shield as a prize, thinking I would have gotten the shield and everything else that I got before as a, as a reward when I, once I finished the boss rush, did all the bosses I could, and wound up getting like 4,000 rupees as a reward, and that was it. Yeah, that's... So I had to do it all again. You got a wallet that's big enough. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I did at the time, luckily, but it's still just like... Oh, what? The game doesn't tell you that. So I went ahead and did it again up to that point so I could drop out, get the shield, and then I had to do it again up to a certain point so I could get my last heart piece. That's just so stupid. Yeah, and I honestly feel like the Demise fight is much funner. Funner, it's not really a fun fight, but a little better, more strategic 
yeah. with the recharging shield. The guardian shield, I don't remember what it was called. Um, That's what I had to do. I I tried to do the fight a few times with a normal shield, and it just, because he has an attack that automatically depletes it half, even if you properly deflect. Yeah. Um. So I had to, like, go out, earn all rupees, buy the recharging shield. Like, it was just kind of a a damper on on the momentum of the of the game's that, plot yeah. at that point. Yeah, I, I guess lucky for me, I went in with the heal, with the Hylian shield uh right off the bat, so I didn't really have I didn't really have any issues. Um but yeah, it, it really sucks cuz you and I I got to imagine if you leave just before going and facing demise, you don't have to do that gauntlet of enemies running down the uh the path. Like you don't have to do that again, do you? Oh, I don't know. You... I had the I had the guardian shield, so I was I was okay. fine um, okay. already. But yeah, I can't. I, I guess can't. the point I was trying to make is that the healing shield kind of makes it easier. Like you don't yeah. have to strategize like when you use your hit or when you block and when you retreat. I, f- I felt like it was a lot more fun with the guardian shields because gotcha. the healing shield okay. you just block and you're fine. You could just hit block, yeah. hit block, hit block. You know. Yeah. Um. But. <sighs> It's still just yeah, like uh, it's a pain in the ass going in if you if you don't have like a shield that's up to snuff and it breaks. Yeah. Also, a, a shield breaking in this game in general, it sucks that you can't. If it breaks, it's lost, and you have to then buy the base one and upgrade it from scratch again. Um, yeah, there's it, like it, a merchant to fix the shield, but like if if it breaks, I I never I got rid of. I didn't even use the wooden shield because it annoyed me. I, I'd rather okay. just use my sword. <laughs> but like, I think there was an option to fix it at the at the the one of the merchants in the if bazaar. You you can fix them if they're just damaged. But if it breaks, it's gone forever. Right, right, right. Yes, so yes, that's right. That's right. that really that, that just sucks. I don't know yeah. if, if you have a fully upgraded wooden shield to where it's like the uh, uh, the braced shield. Maybe uh, I I kind of forget the shield hierarchy. Um, mm-hmm. if you have that and it breaks completely, the meter is completely depleted. Uh, you have to go and buy the base wooden shield and upgrade it twice again get, to get back to where you were. Um, so hopefully you still have those, uh, those items to do that with. But anyway, yeah, yeah that, that's kind of... One in the mine, it'll burn to, cr- to a crisp. Yeah. Um, that's kind of what I have to say about Demise. Just a very disappointing... For, for it to be the earliest... Fact, the fact that we didn't talk about him in terms of the story at all kind of says it all. Like, well, he's just the dark forces he, there. Yeah. He's not... He's just a driving... He's just the driving motivation behind Gary. Yeah. A far more interesting villain. And far more interesting in the sense that he's just there throughout the game and he's kind of a big creep. And he taunts you and the boss fights, in my opinion, are pretty good. Um, certainly a good, like, the first one's a good tutorial to how the motion controls work, and the second one is kind of a challenge of what you've learned throughout the game, because it's the same thing, but it's harder, and you have to use more moves, like, he'll have his little, uh, his little things surround you, so you have to do the spinning move, and that'll deflect all of them, and some of them will hit him, so you're doing damage to him actively. Um, he starts doing the thing where he sends lines of enemies at you more often, so you have to be more ready for the correct swipes in the right directions, which, again, we'll talk about how the wonkiness of motion controls when we get there. Um, but as a, I, as a boss fight concept, I really liked him. Um, I think uh, a friend of mine brought up something I didn't realize 
Girahim is essentially a mirror of Fee. Yes. In that Fee is your is the is the sword of the goddess, your sword, and Girahim mm. is Demise's sword. Once Demise is reincarnated and back, Girahim goes away because he beca- he becomes formed as Demise's as Demise's weapon. I think that's really interesting. Um mm. I don't know if you guys had any had any thoughts about that or if you even realized it, because I didn't I didn't realize it until it was mentioned to me. I didn't realize it either. Yeah. <laughs> No, it's, yeah, it seemed pretty obvious to me. Like most of the like story twists in this game, most of them I felt like weren't really twists. They seemed pretty obvious to me. I didn't understand why they were being presented as twists. Um, although a lot of that probably has to do with the fact that Nintendo did a really bad job. So I don't know if you guys remember when this game came out, but this game came out. Before, like, shortly before this game came out, Nintendo published like a giant, like, Zelda timeline book and basically yeah, that, spoiled high, that this game was like story, a prequel. Yeah. 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 And basically, like, spoiled that this game was a prequel. So, like, going into it, like, you know, like, basically how it's going to end. And you know, like, the way certain things play out. Like, so much of this was spoiled beforehand. Um, I don't know. Gear him as a whole, like, He's one of those eccentric characters that seems to be eccentric for eccentricity's sake. <laughs> that never really interests me much. I don't know. You I only still, see him like three or four times in the I game. Felt, I felt it made him have a more unique personality. Um, I mean, uh, the the way I guess like we could really put it is just that he's a villain that's persistent through the game, whereas the main, the supposed main villain, you doesn't show up till the end. So by default, he's a far more interesting foe. Uh, I just think that his 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 eccentric personality stands out, and I, I certainly would have rather that. seen more of him than Demise. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I think the problem for me with Gear him I can't say his name correctly is that I knew he was just a pawn the whole time because you you know who the big bad is going to be uh, at this point. I mean, if you played other Zelda games, um, yeah. I was like, at what point is he just going to be obsolete and? Like, yeah. although, like, fighting him was cool at times, I, I felt like, yeah, I agree with Jason. He was a little eccentric just for eccentric eccentricity. It's scene. not like in... Like, why is he licking me? <laughs> stop licking me. <laughs> yeah, really yeah. That He's, like, behind Link, like... It's I'm like, stop. It's not, it's not like the Twilight the Twilight Priests in, um, in Twilight Princess, where, like, there was kind of two different stories going on that intertwined. Uh, if you guys remember that story, we don't have to delve into that, but where the, there seems to be another villain, and then you you find out later, no, Ganondorf is here. But that other villain actually had something going on that involved the actual Twilight Princess Midna. Um, there were there it was just much more well fleshed out. Mm-hmm. So I guess talking about story twists, I guess it wasn't a very surprising twist for you that uh, Zelda is the reincarnation of Hylia. No, I thought it was obvious. Okay. Yeah, Same with, that was and in, with Impa. Think... Yeah. Oh, go ahead. See, no, no, go no, ahead. no. Go ahead, Delilah. <laughs> who's who's gone? We Delilah's gone. Delilah's gone. <laughs> Delilah. Yeah. Oh, okay. You're outvoted. Um, I thought I thought her being the goddess was obvious, uh, obvious, obvious. Uh, but Impa was a little more su- of a surprise for me. Like, I mean, it, yeah. I after I Just, found out, I was like, huh? I was like, wait, I, why didn't I know see, that? With, See, with Impa, 
I thought that that was again obvious, like not even obvious. I didn't realize that was supposed to be a twist until the end of the game. Mm. I was like, didn't you guys all realize from the tattoo on her face that it was the same fucking person? And I by the way, the other reason her, I thought her it was like the Sheikah, yeah, yeah. The Sheikahs just have that. Yeah, but it's always they? Impa. It's always it's always Impa that has that specific tattoo. Well, okay, again, but, I am I am very Zelda inept. It was a surprise. <laughs> like I I, I but, picked um, it up. Like I picked it up. Like when you leave Impa in the past, once you're going back into the and present she stands day, the same spot. Well, yeah. Well, I once as like as right right before going back to present day, I was like, oh. The old lady is Impa. And then you find that out right as soon as you go back through the portal. And I'm like, yep. Called it. Figured it yeah. out. Aha. But um, I wasn't just, really expecting just, the old woman to be anyone specific until until Impa decided to stay in the past. Then it made sense. Yeah. A- another yeah. thing, just to add on to the Zelda thing, is... um, So the main theme of this, of this game... In my opinion, the only good piece of music that came out of it, the Lullaby of the Goddesses, uh, which is the you know the main theme that Zelda plays on yeah. the harp at the beginning. A- another reason why the Hylia thing is so obvious is because the goddess's lullaby is just Zelda's lullaby played, or the the song of the goddess is just Zelda's lullaby played backwards. I don't think that's as obvious as you're making it out to be, though, because it's it's while it's the same notes backwards, it's not the same rhythm. So. I didn't no, I pick under, up on I that, that until until I listened to both of them back to back and realized, oh yeah, that's really cool. That's really smart. But like, that's not something you necessarily pick up on unless you see the notes written out. Uh, say hello to uh, Jason's dog on video, hey, by the cutie. way. <laughs> oh, <yes>. Um. <laughs> all right. Anyway, she's just chilling. Don't worry. That's no, that's fine. I'm just I'm 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 shouting her out. That's all. Um, yeah, like, no, no. I think the reincarnation of Healy thing, I, you know, it's not, it wasn't a surprising twist. It was, if anything, just like a thing to move the story along. Um, it, it was something I, 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 what I will say about Zelda in this game, though, is I, I really liked her, her character, her personality. Uh, I liked her significantly less when she started when she came to the realization that she's the reincarnation of Helia, and she kind of lost a lot of her own personality. The beginning of the game is great. You're getting like an idea of her and Link's relationship, and like it, it, it's, it's almost comes off, and I feel it almost clearly comes off, but it could probably be contested. It feels romantic. Like it's yeah. they're try they're very clearly childhood friends, but it seems like they both have like something going on towards each other, and that's also that's that's kind of reflected at the end the very end of the game after the main threat is is uh, defeated, and they both decide to stay, um, stay down on the surface to to kind of build build the kingdom or whatever. Um, I I really liked her personality, and I felt a lot was lost once she can't comes to the realization that she's and granted that. Revelation comes at a very like serious point in the game, and like the plot of the game with her and her involvement with it is like a pretty serious thing. Um, it I it, it's just disappointing for her to have so much personality and an interesting one at that, and then kind of lose a lot of it when the plot kicks in. Yeah, I would say she had the most personality in, in the in the beginning of this game when she was like 
like arguing with Gruz and and those other bullies in the beginning yeah. of the game. Um, and yeah, like her her banter with Link than she did in like other even other Zelda games. I would say. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Uh... Yeah, a lot of a lot of three D Zelda games typically typically have the opposite where where she starts out like in Ocarina of Time, she starts out naive the naive princess, and then she becomes the dark and dangerous Sheik. Mm-hmm. In <clears throat> excuse me, in Wind Waker, she's a pirate that yeah. finds out she's a princess. Um, Twilight Princess is a little different again because of the Twilight Princess part of it, but uh, yeah. and the game is much more focused on Midna rather than Zelda. But um, but yeah, I, I that yeah, that's kind of all I have to say about uh about Zelda. I'd say let's uh let's talk say- about. In, in the whole series, Link and Zelda tend to be the least interesting characters. Yeah, that that's I. Yeah, from what I've played, I. Can, well, Link I can is always. True. Yeah, Link is always meant to just be the player avatar, so yeah. it's like can't but really that, expect much from it. It's really just the facial expressions, you know. That being said, I think in this game in particular, he he was, uh, he was a character. More so than other than other Zelda games that I've played, um, or at least the ones that are that I've I've more recently played it and are more in recent memory. Um, but the, the, this game opens up. This game does open up with like lots of with lots of charm and lots of character. I and I actually really like the art style of this game. It's very it's very bright and colorful. Um, the the thing that just weirds me out occasionally are the faces. Uh, sometimes the faces of characters. I don't like them. <laughs> that's fine. That that that's that's great. Uh, but overall, I really like the. I art think that the facial, yeah, the fa- the facial animation is definitely the, the best part of that art style. I, I'm not a huge fan of the color palette. I like the darker color palettes of the past game. Even the, even Wind Waker was able to nail darker areas and dungeons. I think, well, I think Wind um, Waker is. I, I feel like this game. Forever Wind Waker is kind of like a. It's kind of like an ex- an exception because it uses that cell shaded art style, which will always look good, and it, it that that that's kind of multifaceted, right? It can handle a lot of different things with with ease, but it's so drastically different. This this game is just like yeah, it's just color with more realistic models, but like th- th- it's fine though that that your preference is valid. I'm not trying to say otherwise. Yeah, no, I I think it I think it. When it comes to Zelda, it also is very tailored to your experience. Like when I think Zelda, I instantly think of those first few dungeons you go to in Ocarina of Time after you, you know, go through the time jump, and you're going through a fucking dark, uh, dark haunted mansion where the boss is a ghost jumping through paintings, and you jump into a volcano, and it's just very dark, grimy atmosphere. Mm-hmm. Um, felt more like an epic adventure. I, I'm not a huge fan of the really light, colorful way that the series has evolved in recent years. But that's just personal. I think that's a personal taste thing. Yeah, and uh, you know, I'm sure eventually it will circle back. Because I think Breath of the Wild too. <laughs> maybe it's gonna well, circle you know, back. What, what, we'll Twilight see. Twilight Princess was kind of the apex of that, and I think that's why it's my favorite. Gotcha. Um, but yeah, what I, I wanted to talk about how this game opens a little bit, because I feel like it's, it's really comical and entertaining. It opens up with a bird spitting a letter into your face. 
um, <laughs> after it scares you out of bed. It, it's very, it's it's a very lighthearted way to open the game, and you go and you get bullied by Groose, who's essentially like Biff from Back to the Future, uh, who hid your bird on you. So you gotta go, you gotta go find your bird and uh, beat beat uh, Groose at this um this race. fucking test. Yeah, this race where you gotta cap, you gotta capture the thing. I, I, you know, I don't. It's been already. It's been. It feels like I played Skyward yeah, I never Sword like that. three years ago, and I already forget some stuff. Yeah, what the fact that he's basically Biff. Biff. Hello, <laughs> McFly. Yeah. <laughs> Delilah, sorry, you wanted to say something. No, no, no I was laughing. <laughs> oh, okay. Um. Yeah, and and then once you win, uh, you go meet. Zelda on the top of the statue and she gives you the sailcloth and you and you get it. And you're like, "Oh, you got the sailcloth." And it says like, "It smells nice too." And uh, I I there's funny little things like that. I just I really liked, I really appreciated and I wasn't expecting um mm. Also, can we talk about how ridiculous it is about at the about the halfway point of the game where after the Laneru mining facility, you meet up with uh, Impa and Zelda, and you stop Girahim from pursuing them. And Zelda tosses you the uh, the harp. Yeah, she and just in throws the, middle, the harp. Well, in the middle of this like super tense like thing that's going on, like there's epic music playing. You catch the harp, and it's still the game. The whole game just comes to a halt to still go da 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 da. You got the harp, yeah. Yeah, but there's yeah, yeah. no time for this right now. And then it starts the cutscene back up. Just fucking ridiculous. I I really I actually like stuff like that. Yeah, yeah it, it reminds was... you that it it reminds you that you're playing a game. Yeah, it, and it was cute. Like it was, but it still was just like really funny and kind of jarring to just like rip you out of that really tense moment just to be like da 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 da. You got a harp, um, or you got Zelda's harp, whatever it's technically called in the game. Um, just thought that was really funny, and I definitely wanted to bring it up. Yeah. Uh, I agree with you, though. I feel like overall, like the tone of a lot of the dialogue, especially in the first half of the game, was just really strong and funny. And it had me smiling for a really, really long time. Yeah, uh, but somewhere you, at the half point, it, it just lost that charm. It, yeah, it takes a big, um, yeah, it takes a big uh, tonal shift. Uh, yeah, another character, uh, unspoken character. I don't remember his name. I'm sorry. It's that wandering Goron. That's like oh, yeah. every time you run into him, he's like, "Hey, buddy, have you heard about this?" Name. I think they did. Yeah, they yeah, do. no, they do. Did but they? like mm-hmm. he he's like he's like finding out about the things about the about the 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 surface, and he's like, "Hey, buddy, have you seen this?" The legend says that like mm-hmm. if you if you use this if you if like you strike your sword with the special attack or whatever, this will happen. Then you do it. And he's I'm like conducting my cool. research. Whoa. Yeah. Yeah. How did you do that? I, I really love that guy. Anytime I ran into him, I I'm just, like, Oh yeah, we're going to learn something new today. The Gorons are my favorite, like in yeah. the whole series, every Goron that I, if meet, there was I a, if there was a Zelda MMO, I would be a Goron. Yeah. Yeah. yeah facts. Yeah. Ooh, that would be cool. Um, I, I actually, Jason, I've, I've thought about that. What it would be like. Yeah. Yeah. Now that I think about it, maybe the only reason why I knew the those Gorons had a name is because I had subtitles on. So maybe if you didn't have, because I don't think they refer mm-hmm. to them as anything. I only knew because of subtitles. Yeah. And he's um, just standing there outside the temple after you get the harp, 
and you beat away gear him and they go through time and he's just standing there in the rubble like whoa what happened here like yeah, i love it yeah i really really love it um we didn't really talk at length about too like too much about Groose. i, I want to go past the fat past the point where he's been land and yeah Groose yeah. land <laughs> I want to go past the point where he's, he, been, he's, he's, he's and I want to talk about like his arc. Go ahead, Jason. Yeah. No. Go, go, what do you want to say? No, all I was going to say was he's the best character, and he's the best character because he's the only character, he's the only one with an arc. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> For sure. Um, yeah, he he comes around to he comes down with you to to save Zelda because Zelda's Zelda's his. He loves her, and he he won't have it any other way, and and he finally comes to accept that link is the is the 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 the, the destined hero. hero and he's not but old lady impa is still like no you still have a you still have a role to play in this don't don't yeah. worry and he winds up staying with her and helping her he builds this massive fucking cat bomb catapult to uh to help don't in your worry i'll take care of the old lady yeah <laughs> And yeah, he really comes around to be truly like the best character in the game because yeah. you're, you're right. He's like really the only yeah. one that has like a very clear and good arc. And it's 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 just outstanding. It's really outstanding. I, I, I hated the character at first and they really they really found mm -hmm. ways to make me love yeah. him. And they do take full advantage of that facial animation. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah they do. They do a great job with that. Um, he even makes Link feel like he has personality because of the way they were having yeah. like little body language, like 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 shouldering each other. I thought that was so cute. Yeah, that, that's kind of why I, I feel, feel like, like the moments between Link and Groose were more heartfelt than the moments between like Zelda and Link. Yeah, I, or, like, I, I could, anyone else. I could get behind that. Um, contrast with Groose now. Uh, let's talk about who who might be like the worst character in the game. Uh, fee uh and and i the switch version is the first version i've played i i didn't play the, the game originally on wii this is my first time playing skyward sword and i played it uh, i played it in a much better way from what i understand because from what i understand about the original version that launched on the wii uh fee would not stop talking Every time you 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 learned anything or went to do anything or found anything, Fee would pop out of your sword and would have something to say about it. And now a lot of that stuff has become optional. You can it, it'll tell you when she has something new she can say about something, but she won't pop out unless you press the button for her to pop out. Um, yeah. And even that being said, I still found her really fucking annoying. Uh, because she still like you'd find out like there would be something you'd be you, that would insinuate like hey you should really you should really go to this place I I hear something's happening there and then Fee still pops out of your sword to be like master I've calculated a ninety nine percent chance that the thing you're looking for is in that place you just heard about and it's yes. like geez Fee thank you I had no fucking idea I guess I'll go check that out. She's obsessed with percentages and her stupid dances are Which stupid. Which is so weird. Like, yeah, like, Fee just had, like, no personality. Her personality was that of a computer until you start learning the, uh, getting the sacred flames and learning the pieces of the song. Uh, and she starts doing this weird singing bullshit and dancing all around. 
And uh, by the end of the game, when you're supposed to have this like heartfelt goodbye with her, I don't know. I I didn't care. Me either. Because it's because I'm just like she had she had no there were there was nothing likable about her. She was just there to tell me things to do some weird shit every now and then. And I'm supposed to feel like there were there was so much more personality in like the boat in Wind Waker, uh, because it's like an actual or character. Navi. Yeah, even or Navi, Navi who or everybody paddle. Yeah, or like Midna, Navi still or, had yeah. more personality. Like, yeah, I don't know. Fee, Fee just like I can't imagine what it was like to play this on the Wii and have her pop out as often as she used to. Uh, pop her the amount of yeah. times she popped out now. And here's here's the thing. Like, usually my issue, my issue with Zelda games as a whole, typically, and the ones that I played previously. Sometimes the goal can feel a little too obtuse. Like you don't necessarily know where you have to go and you really have to yeah. just like run around trying to figure it out, maybe talk to people and whatnot. And I usually don't like that because it takes mm -hmm. it takes away too much of my time to them. Mm -hmm. Sure, it feels like you're on a grand adventure and you kind of have to figure out where to go next all on your own. But like I'm playing I'm still playing a video game. I'd still like some subtle direction that I can figure out without having to waste too much time. This game lays it out way too, like lays it out on the table way too easily and way too much. Okay. Uh, and yeah. a lot of that is Fee's fault. Cause she'll, she'll always pop out and tell you very clearly, like you have to go here. Someone could give me a subtle hint. And then she's like, master, there's a 99% chance that you have to go here in order to find what you're looking for. It's like Fee, I would have and basically did figure that out on my own. You don't have to spell it out for me. I I can I can go there. I can do it myself. Um this yeah. game really I, I I feel like it tried to it tried to cater to people like me that hate that obtuseness that a lot of Zelda games have, but it veered way too far in the other direction. And I think had Fee been a more interesting character, maybe there was an extra layer about her that we learned eventually like we did other like Midna for example. Um, then I then I think maybe it would have been better, but yeah, the voice that they gave to her was just very robotic and made it hard to connect with. Yeah, her at it all. sounded like I, I don't know how lost this reference will be on some people. It sounded like it it almost sounded like someone stuck in like the Black Lodge in Twin Peaks, where they like kind of like they kind of talk very fragmented and and almost in reverse. <laughs> <sighs> it's just not. I don't know. She 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 was she was not an interesting character, and it was really disappointing because like the other Zelda games I've played, I've had interesting companions, and Fee just wasn't interesting at all. Like she was more dull and uninteresting than she was ever annoying, and that bothers me more. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Like if she pops out because she has an interesting way of talking or an interesting thing to say but she pops out really often. Like I can make my peace with that as long as what she's saying is entertaining or interesting in any fucking way. But it wasn't, it was, it was never that way. It, it was always something annoying and very, very stoic and calculated. And I just did not like that as a character for, for her as a character. Yeah. I don't think anybody um, did. Yeah. Uh, is there any other story beats you guys want to discuss before we i think we've talked about pretty much everything there needs to be talked about in terms of story yeah so we can just i mean let's be real this let's be real the story here is 30 hours of fetch quests and 
Yeah. You get all the things you need to be able to fight Demise, and then Demise comes out of a hole in the ground, and then you got to shove a giant phallic-shaped stone from the sky <laughs> into that hole. Hey, so, th- th- I mean, that's kind of a great segue into one of the things I really want to talk about is just the structure of this game. So, um, besides Skyloft, which is kind of your home, your hub, there are three different locations that you go to three separate times. Uh, how do we feel about that structure overall, I guess? It was fine initially, but when I had to go back there th- th- the third time, I was just kind of annoyed. But to its credit, though, it did switch up what you had to do each time. It didn't feel like... And they, and they you got a different location within that location, so it yeah. wasn't like you had to go back. But, I mean, when you hate the Lenryu mine like I do, uh, <laughs> it's um annoying yeah ironically i that was my least favorite level too but um in terms of like the one time i actually enjoyed going back to a place it was specifically the um the time traveling pirate ship thing in the landry desert and that boss that was my favorite boss because it reminded me of like old school epic 3d zelda bosses like the the tentalis was your favorite boss yeah yeah oh I really like that boss fight, oh. but I, the motion controls ruined it for me because I of that. how long it took the Skyward Sword strike to work. That was my least favorite boss fight, guys. <laughs> I hated that like, boss. Had this game... It was the only boss that controls, had any scale. Like, that did, was my yeah. thing, yeah. I don't care about scale, oh, though. Hmm. No. Sorry. My favorite boss fight was, I thought it was the Cicerone one. Now that I think about it, I really like the boss against the whale in the sky. Well, what, the old guy. Oh, the okay. Old... Yeah. That well, one was I, my favorite. I don't remember the whale's name, but the, the, the boss was the, yeah. the Bylocyte that had uh, I will, that had I will say him. the bo- But here's yeah. the thing. All the bosses at the end of the day, it's not like, it's not like older Zelda games where a lot of the times you'll have, almost all the times you'll have to be using a combination of devices. And this game the bosses largely all played the same they just had different kind of masks on um yeah well that's why i say it's my favorite one because it's the only one that visually was exciting and again like i said had scale felt epic i just think the whole idea of firing an arrow at a big eyeball is just so tired like even for especially for zelda well, there's more and to it than that. You got you got to chop down more, the tentacles. There's yeah, more to it yeah. than that. But again, it comes back to our discussion about charging up the Skyward Strike and running. I'm around. not saying. I'm not saying it's it it particularly good. I'm saying it's my favorite of all that's available. No, that's that's so, fine. Yeah. That's fine. Yeah. I would say had this not had motion controls, that would have been one of my favorite fights. As Listen, well. there's a boss battle in my favorite Zelda, Twilight Princess. Where you're fucking skateboarding around on a gear around oh, a God, giant yeah. cylinder, and there's a skeleton snake chasing you, and there's all kinds of shit going on. Mm-hmm. That's and that's just one of the dungeon bosses, yeah. like in Sky in uh, our Twilight Princess. So like, yeah, basis of comparison is like way out there. Okay. But I like how you had to like go through the ship, get up, hit the tentacles, the, get them out of the way so- before you like. So and 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 con- we'll you know what I, I'm we're jumping ahead a little bit. I don't want I don't quite want to talk about dungeons and bosses too much quite yet, even though we've already talked about bosses quite a bit. 
But I do, I do want to like go back. Everything to that. always like pours into motion controls. <laughs> we'll get, we'll get to the motion yeah. controls. We have to talk about the motion control. But I want to go back to the structure, because yeah, you go, you go to each of these locations the first time, and you go to you know a dungeon once, um, with and that first that first time through each area is chasing Zelda, and then the second time through each area is um. I, I believe it's forging, forging the master sword. Yeah, I think that was the second. The second time was getting everything you needed in order to forge the master sword. No, was that the third time Wait. getting the pieces of the song? No, the no the, the pieces of the song was for the, the Triforce. The third time is the pieces yeah. The, of the third song time was sure. Yeah, yeah. So the, you gotta get the, the second, dragon songs. The yeah. second time going through was to for was to forge the true master sword, and then the third time was getting the, all the pieces of the song in order to uh, obtain the triforce. Mm-hmm. Um, and I do like that every single time. Yeah, it wasn't really visiting the same area, right? It was visiting the same section of the map, but you unlock kind of a new area each time. Which made up for the fact that it's, there's kind of only three locations if you really want to drill down and, and be a stickler about that. Yeah. However, yeah, it's very fetch questy. And that third time, especially when you go back to Farron Woods, going back to Farron Woods and finding out that it's flooded and Faror, the, 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 the dragon there, is just like, Hey, you uh, you gotta prove yourself to me still, even though I know who you are. Uh, why don't you go collect these music notes? Fuck yeah. off! Like, dude, like, I just saved your life. That's so stupid. <laughs> I have to go collect these fucking music notes underwater. It was the most bullshit. It was the most bullshit contrived like additional thing that you have to do in order to get the thing that they have for you. Yeah. Which is really disappointing because the other two, Elden, going back to Elden Volcano and basically having to do the Legend of Metal Gear, fucking awesome. <laughs> you lose all your shit and you got to sneak around to get your shit back and then and, and climb the volcano again. That was awesome. And and going back to the uh, the the, the, the mines and like having to transport that car all the way around so that you could help the, the the one dragon who had like gotten sick and died and everything. Um, super. I really liked that. I thought both of those. Uh, I liked those the time visits, puzzle. Yeah. Yeah, like the time puzzle to, with the tree. Yeah, having to go back to uh, having to go back to the sealed temple and um. And go back in time, plant the seed, and then come forward in time to get the. I I really liked that, and it, it reminds again... me of back in the day in Ocarina, you had to in order for some dungeons like the Spirit Temple, you had to yeah. become a kid to fit in certain areas. Yeah, mm-hmm. and like it was obvious, like it really wasn't something that took very long to figure out. I pretty much knew in an instant what I had to do, but it was still really cool, and I felt like the game kind of needed more of stuff like that. Uh, but yeah, going back to Farron Woods and finding it flooded, I f- really hated that. Uh, that it region. also needed more story and context for all these dungeons, especially if we're going to go to the same areas over and over. Like, Because in the past, every all the dungeons kind of had their own little stories to them, and I think that's why I liked that particular dungeon and that particular boss so much, because there was kind of a story to that, yeah. where you're rescuing, the, you're helping the captain rescue his crew. Which, you know, reminds me, 
in past Zeldas, you would have to go into Jabu Jabu's stomach to save the Zora Princess, or mm-hmm. go into the volcano to tame King Tadango, or <clears throat> excuse me, kill the spider to cure the Deku Tree. Like there were stories behind where you're going. Mm-hmm. Whereas most of the dungeons in this, you just seem to like go there because you need to go there to get the thing. Yeah, yeah. and I and guess we were. Go ahead, go Delilah. Ahead. No, 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 no. Go I was ahead. just saying we were introduced to like those those mole mole dudes, but all it was was like, oh, like I can't find my brother or my friend or whatever. Like, go find him for me, and then you find them, and they give you like different items, but it didn't it didn't feel as like. The scale didn't feel as impactful with those characters, finding those characters, as it did for, like, the Zoras or the Gorons right. or whatever. And I... That might be just because they're not as, like, iconic in terms of other Zelda races, I guess. But, hey, at least the, at least all those mole uh, characters had, like, more way more personality than Fee ever did. Um... <laughs> I guess this, uh, since we keep talking about them and keep going back to them, we can talk about dungeons real quick. Uh, Delilah, what was your favorite dungeon? Um, <laughs> I I think the ancient cistern. Okay. Uh, yeah, I think. Wait, yeah, is that the, the one? water one with the, the uh, yeah, sword yeah. guy. Yeah. Yeah, and yeah, okay, and Jason, yours is the sand ship. Yeah, it's the one after the cistern. So, yeah, where, where you're on the ship. I think it's just called the sand ship. Yeah, yeah, it's called the sand ship. Yeah, that that's my favorite dungeon too. I, it's the only dungeon I think I actually got stuck on for a bit, and I wasn't really mm-hmm. sure what I had to do to go next. A couple times during that dungeon, because you kind of have to go into very specific rooms and realize that there's a grade above you that where you can shoot the uh the the, the time crystal. Um, and that, and you yeah. kind of have to shift time, uh, in, in unexpected places while you're in unexpected places in order to get through it. And I just really, I like, it's the only dungeon that I really got stuck in. And that's kind of what I wanted more from this it game has, was having to think. It also had shortcuts that if you activated them too early, you might cut yourself off. Like, yeah, it, yeah. I yeah, I really loved that dungeon. That dungeon was super cool. It was really creative and unexpected and yeah. I had the it, cool it, mid boss fight with the cap with the captain where you duel him mm-hmm. and you have to oh, push yeah. him off the bat. Yeah. Yeah, it was really, really cool. Uh it, it makes it it makes it really disappointing that I really didn't like Tentalus, the the, the boss of the dungeon, just because it, it again, I, I feel like it wasn't really mm-hmm. doing a whole lot to, for me, for me. Like I get what you're saying. Um it it had that sense of scale and like more akin to like what you like uh from past Zelda games that you've played. Uh for me it was just it it just, it felt like it felt like checking off a box, right? Like we have to have a big boss that has a big eye that you shoot arrows at. That's how it felt to Let me. Let me put it to you this way. It it was better than another giant circle or suit of armor. Like yeah. because yeah, that's what that, every other yeah. boss up to that point was. Yeah. Um and yeah, I really liked I really liked Kalactos, the enemy with the with with the six arms and the six swords uh because I felt like it had a really yeah, clever cool. it had a really clever use of a tool that you got in a dun- in the dungeon. And I think it had like a different sense of scale from like 10 There was also use of the environment. 
Yeah. You, you could hide behind the pillars and stuff, yeah. Mm-hmm. And and him breaking them would give you hearts so you could replenish your health. Um, But it, it was a different sense of scale in that, like, he's a big guy. He's not, like, huge, but he's a big guy. But you kind of bring him down to size, and then you take his weapon and use it against him. And his weapons, yeah. his swords are big, or as big as you. So it's like, you really feel it when you take a swing, and, like, you see Link lumbering to swing that sword. Like, mm-hmm. it, fe- it, it feels really powerful uh, when, when you get to that point in the fight. I really, really liked that boss fight. Yeah, and I felt that like boss pretty... fight was sick. Yeah. Uh, um, it's not many, I, the other, there's only one other boss fight that I do want to talk about. The other ones are pretty, like, kind of unremarkable. We already talked about Girahim's fights. Uh, Skaldera is pretty unremarkable. Moldorak is so, uh, the Scorpion is so piss easy that, uh, he becomes a mini-boss later. Um, <laughs> the other, the only other boss that I really want to talk about is the Imprisoned. Because I don't remember the names. What was that one again? The imprisoned is the one at the sealed grounds that you have to fight three times because oh, it breaks god. the yeah, seal. Oh my god! And like I thought it was great the first time he popped up because it's like, oh shit, that seal is really weakening, and he gets free, and he's pretty simple. Uh, I think mm-hmm. he's too simple for how how he's like kind of the middle point of the game. Um. But you you take him down pretty easily, and it, it's cool. The, I, I think learning how he works is is pretty cool. You have to damage his toes, and then he falls over, and then you got to knock the, the 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 pike back into his head. Um, that's fine. Him popping up a little later, and then the third time is literally god like a uh, half an hour later he pops back out yeah. and you have to seal him again and like they try to mix it up by giving by having Groose with the the catapult and like him flinging you onto him at one point is pretty neat i guess but it's the same fucking I think thing fighting him once was enough <laughs> at the very at, at most twice would have been fine like I could have lived with twice, but the third time it's in the beginning, once at the end, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And again, talking talking with uh my one friend, uh he he mentioned a good point that it's meant to it's meant to kind of really show how weak that seal is becoming, the the, the frequency of which he starts breaking free towards the end, uh it it shows that 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 seal is really weakening, and you really need to finish up your quest. To, to stop demise and i get that but holy shit that fight like m- they, they needed to mix it up more because doing yeah. doing the same thing all three times and especially in those latter two fights where he starts getting quicker and starts stomping on you more often and he has the arms so you can't just easily run around him to get back to his head it's 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 so fucking irritating yeah. I get what they were going for, but it was it, as a player, it was very, it very frustrating. Could have been done better, like Jason yeah. said, in the beginning and the end, or it, or switch it up if you're going to make me fight it three times. Yeah, for sure. All right, the time has come. Let's talk about the motion controls, like as a topic. You know, not not out out handedly like complaining about this thing or the other. Like, let's talk about them. What did you guys hate about them? I want to beat a dead horse. I just feel like sometimes it wasn't responsive. And honestly, dudes, I'm playing this game in a heat wave. And so yeah. I'm like, 
you know, trying to move the thing and I'm hot and, and I, I got my vaccine so that my arms hurts and it just, it, so I had other factors that made me a little more biased against hating it. Um, I felt like sometimes it worked just fine. Like when I was finding regular ass enemies, it, it worked just fine. Or like even pointing it was, it was a little shaky, but like I, I could deal with that. But having to like, I would try and hit my sword to the right and it would go left or right, or I would do a horizontal and it would do vertical. I'm like, it just wasn't very responsive. And that was very frustrating, especially during like the gear him fights and some of the other boss battles. Yeah. And then, yeah, the skyward strike would take for, it wouldn't like, Register it, it. Yeah. Jason. So that's it. That's my gripe. <laughs> I want to get it. So, like, I don't have a problem. I, I hate motion controls in general. Not not necessarily because they. I don't think they work in, on paper. Of course they work on paper. They could be awesome on paper. It's just because nobody ever seems to implement, like, the precise technology that is needed to get it just right that it feels great especially when you're in like a fast-paced combat situation where you're you know dodging blocking parrying slashing to be and i mean with this game just with all i was going to say was just to illustrate how imprecise this game is there's a feature where you can draw an item that you want at certain shrines yeah for refill (laughs) yeah and I don't know who like set this up, but like I would draw the arrowhead to get arrows, and it would give me hearts, and then I would I would try to get hearts, yeah. and like it would give me bombs. The only way I could get hearts, I literally had to draw a penis with like I I, I it, it looked like a penis what I was drawing, <laughs> like not purpose. I, I I don't know. That's the only way it would. That's the only way it would give me hearts. I think the yeah. problem so, with that is like it it tells it, it, they tell you like. It's the Goron. He's like, oh, I hear if you draw what you want, it gives it to you. Oh, you should try it out sometime. And, like, the the problem is you don't know how simple you can draw these things or how, like, detailed you have to be. And, like, yeah, I would draw, like, a really wimpy-ass heart and suddenly it gives me bombs. And I'm like, you motherfucker, I have three hearts left. I need health. What did you want me to draw? What did you expect from me? And then, like, an arrow, I just draw, like, a very simple straight line, point at the end, and it gives me, like, hearts, and, uh, what do you want? What am I supposed to draw? It doesn't really tell you or show you or give you any, like, it would be one thing if, like, if you find a wall in a dungeon that, like, gives you a hint, right? Gives you a template of, like, this is this is like a drawing that you can draw and it'll give you something. But like you're just kind of told like oh yeah, draw if you draw bombs it'll give you bombs. Like how detailed do these bombs have to be for that for yeah. the game to recognize that I drew a bomb and give me bombs? How detailed do my hearts have to be for it to give me hearts? Arrows to give me arrows. So so on and so forth. It it doesn't explain any of that to you. So yeah, I had the same fucking problem. And it doesn't help that, yeah, drawing that with, like, motion controls on the Joy-Cons. Yeah, so shaky. Holy crap, it's so impossible to do anything with precision. uh, But yeah, more more importantly to, to, you know, where it really matters, like, the combat, like, I feel like so many times that I died, it was only because I went to do something and my actions lagged behind it, or perhaps I went to strike uh, horizontally 
but it went on at a slight angle, so it hit the armor, and there are specific enemies where you have to hit them at a very mm-hmm. precise angle, or wherever they're open, which is always going to be one side on, like, an octagon or whatever. Um, at, at one point, it, for most of the game, it really just became about... I, I, I couldn't use the Joy-Cons in the same kind of way that you used the Wiimote back in the day. I had to kind of make it the controller setting. But even then, you 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 lose control of the camera and you have to use the joystick almost like a motion control in itself so you have to slash by like going down on the um the what's what's the word I'm like joystick yeah you which like flick, flick it like is almost as imprecise if not more imprecise yeah yeah it, it's probably more imprecise than using the joy cons just as remote controls yeah but and- it felt more comfortable to me i don't know Every creative element in this game, including the drawing of the wall for like a heart or a bomb, is just ruined by the motion controls, I feel. And every cool boss fight, I think, is it, it takes away from it with the motion controls. And I got so frustrated at one point that I was like, I'm just going to use my pro controller. And to move my camera, I had to literally hold down yeah. one of the triggers to move my camera. I was like, okay, this it was is like. Worse. It was like the Z button back uh, yeah. in the N sixty four days with uh, with Zelda um, Ocarina at time, like you didn't have control over your camera. And to be fair, like the whole the whole game is built around this idea the, these motion controls. The whole like yeah. when they moved to a controller layout, like they couldn't drop the 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 the, the precision swinging of the swords because the whole game is built around that. The enemies are balanced around it. And even though a lot of the most basic enemies, you can get by by just flinging your arm violently yeah. and seeing what happens. Like, you can do that, and it, it works. I eventually started doing it because I realized it was a more effective strategy than watching for where their sword placement was. Yep. Um, but that being said, like, they couldn't get... They couldn't drop that from the game. It They had to make it work, and it's good that they made it work with a button configuration. Um, and I think you could argue one way or the other. I do think that the more, uh, the, or the, 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 the more necessary thing to have mapped to that stick is the sword swinging rather than the, um, the camera. I think it would have been nice to have an option of what, what, like, what's the default function? Is it the camera or the sword? And what's the function that will happen when you press and hold down that button that it'll switch to? I think having that as, like, an accessibility option would have been welcome for people uh, like Delilah that, you know, went in trying to move their camera and had to hold, wasn't expecting to have to hold down a button every time they had to do it. I mean, if I had to play the whole game like that, yeah, that'd be super jarring. Um... That all being it said, it throws you back to 1996, like yeah, <laughs> like really. literally. Yeah. Um. That all that being said, I really liked the motion controls in this game. I thought for the most part they were pretty intuitive. I think the bigger issue, more than the motion controls, is just down to the technology that you're using to bring them into the game. The Joy-Con aren't perfect. They have had many issues since the Switch came out. Uh, drift is a massive issue. Delilah, you and I, we both bought these. Yeah. I played the entire game using these. Uh, they had a pretty, I don't know about you, I don't know what your experience was, they had a pretty frequent disconnect issue 
where I'd start playing the game and like half an hour later. Are people suddenly... not watching? What were you holding up? Oh, it was this. Thank you. Uh, it was the <laughs> the special like Zelda Legend of Zelda Skyward Sword HD Joy-Con, the blue Hylian and the purple Master Sword one that they put out for the game. Um, I got those. They're very nice, but. And I thought I was hoping it wasn't just me, but I saw I listening to another podcast and seeing online people talking about it. A lot of people had this issue where they would just randomly disconnect. Uh, mm. Like maybe half an hour into using them. And that happened to me quite a bit. They would just randomly disconnect on me. And I was having lots of problems. I was having lots of issues with um. There's an archery challenge that you can do on Skyloft. Uh, where the one guy, oh, I forget his name, and he was one of the better side characters too. Um, he would toss like pumpkins and gourds up in the air, and you had to shoot them in the air with your with your arrows. And the more consecutive ones you got, the more points you got, and you could eventually get a heart piece. Um, my aim would start drifting uncontrollably, and I mm -hmm. you even pressing the reset button on the gyro. It it wouldn't always be consistent, and it would still be my aim would still be drifting. I was having so much problem, so many problems trying to aim when I had to aim, um, with the arrows and like certain other things. It was such a pain in the ass. Um, but in spite of that, I still really liked the motion controls, and I liked, I liked the ideas that the game brought to the table. I just felt that a lot of them could have been better executed. Um, yeah. like I, like I said before, I think a lot of the boss fights could have you could have made more use of the, uh, of, of the tools at your Items. disposal, but yeah, like Kalactos was, I think was such a clever use, but it would have been, it would have been cooler if it also started asking you to like, uh, you start using bombs on for some reason or, or, or any other tool that you had beforehand. Um, I, I I wish there was more usage out of the tools you're in your arsenal, but that that's kind of a bigger Zelda issue, in my opinion. Uh, mm -hmm. A lot of Zelda games and a lot of Zelda bosses kind of boil down to use the tool that you got in the dungeon that you're fighting it, and that's kind of it. Sometimes don't you you don't have to use anything out of the ordinary. It's it's kind of disappointing. You never have to think uh, when it comes to the boss fights. Typically, you know. But I liked the motion. I liked the motion controls. They could be wonky for sure. I definitely had my issues and my times of of woe. Uh, but I I like them, and at least this game was very uh, unique in that it had this whole. It, it was entirely motion controlled. It was very contingent on that. Uh, it's funny to think that at the time, I think Miyamoto uh, said that he can't imagine any other Zelda game not using motion controls. No, no, please don't. And that was the one thing that everything everybody agreed was probably the worst part about it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and again, I think a lot of that comes down to the technology being used, right? The Wiimote, you had to get a whole other attachment just to make it work with, for this game. You had to get Wii Motion Plus, and it yeah. wasn't perfect. With this, it's the Joy-Con, and the Joy-Con already have like tons of tons of their own issues. Uh, they're not perfect either. So I think. If the technology was perfected, uh, we might have a different opinion. But with the technology we it's have, bad. it's kind of a rough time. 
Yeah, I, I can definitely see the the way that the game intended the controls to be integrated as cre very creative and cool just in execution and actually using it. It just didn't work the way I, I hoped it would. Yeah. The, the whole other... time I was like, this would be really cool if it worked, but <laughs> didn't. Uh, the other thing I do just want to mention about motion controls before we move on is um, there was no reason to lock flying and swimming to motion controls oh. <laughs> it really sucked that I, that was a that was the, the the decision yeah i was okay with it for flying but for swimming it was really annoying yeah very very annoying um yeah oh and the other thing i kind of want to say about the, the last thing i kind of want to say is that uh i didn't like and i ca i fucked this up multiple like many times i didn't like that to block with your shield you had to shake the the, the left joycon i would have preferred yeah. that or to roll into like trees and stuff yeah, yeah. it, it because it became um kind of difficult to wrap my head around in the heat of battle that like i have to shake this joycon to like roll or dodge or or or, or to to do like the the downward stab you kind of have to shake both of them um yeah. some of that stuff i think could have been relegated to buttons but yes yeah, sw swimming and flying especially are just like y'all didn't have to map that to motion and blocking with your shield especially was just like that should have been a button press yeah so I think also worth remembering they didn't have much of a button economy on the on the original Wii. Yeah, yeah. The, the 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 Wii remote and the nunchuck. Yeah, there you didn't have many choices there. Parrying in games is already difficult. Parrying with a Joy-Con even worse. Yeah. Where it's lagging behind, yeah, yeah. your actions. Yeah. Yep. Um yeah. All right, just a few more things to uh, to talk about. Uh, you guys played the original version. You you both played the original version, right? I I know I neither of you yeah. beat it, but you both played it. I didn't get past the second dungeon. Okay, well, still that's fine. That you have more. Yeah, I. You've more. I that than was I the first Zelda game. That was the first Zelda game I started and never beat. Okay, when well, it first came out. The the quality of life improvements that they added, I can't even remember all of them, but like where would you see them as uh or did you see them as like welcome additions? I I guess the biggest one that we've already talked about is Fee just being Fee, uh yeah. yeah, be like shutting the fuck up. <laughs> and it controlled a lot better. Like I'm complaining about the yeah. oh it was worse. I remember being worse. It was way I'm worse. Like, it's definitely Fee is definitely much better. Um, the option that I used to um, to play with the controller and yeah. use the stick instead of the motion controls, as awkward as it was, especially some combinations that you had to do. Um, overall, I it just felt better than motion like using the remotes. Mm -hmm. um, I, I I did enjoy it a little more because of the changes they made. I enjoyed it a lot more, actually. Okay. Yeah. And I, I, I'll also say, like, the HD version, the original version was running on the Wii. I think it was outputting at 480p, uh, mm -hmm. and I think 30 frames per second. This HD version, running at 1080p, silky smooth 60 frames, looks great, yeah. plays great, well, for the most part, you know. Uh, the motion controls notwithstanding, the game runs very well. Yeah. Um, 
So yeah. definitely, definitely liked that. Uh, side quests, Delilah, Jason, do you guys do any side quests? I did uh, in the beginning. Nope. I was like, I want to do all of them. And then I got so annoyed with the game towards like halfway point <laughs> that I was like, forget it. I'm done. Um, I knew because I, I knew from the get go that I was going to be seeing the same three places over and over and over again. I'm like, I'm going to get too sick of this game if I do side quests. I need to just focus on what I need to get done. That's a shame. Uh, I I did all of them and I actually really liked a few of them. You're crazy. <laughs> hey, hey, but it but it also opened up an interesting query that I shared with you earlier today. Because yeah, one of the true. side quests, the mother loses her child, and she's standing on the temple of the Isla, I, uh, the the Isle of the Goddess. Sorry, I did not do that quest, and she was still there by the time I went into the Temple of Time, <laughs> or the Temple of the Triforce, whatever. Yeah. That's and story. afterwards, the Temple of the Triforce falls to the earth. So the query is: we killed her. if she was just standing there looking for her child, you know, upset. And then the island falls. Did canonically speaking, did this mother die in addition to losing her child well, from having fallen with the Temple of Time? I guess we'll. <laughs> I guess we'll never know. Um, we'll never know. I really. I like mean, I guess it's my fault for not doing the cyclist. <laughs> Some hero like, you uh, are. Most of the most of the side quests are fest questy questy, which may annoyed me, but. Some of them had some really funny outcomes. Like I think of one of Groose's bros. Um, I forget everyone's name always. Uh, the one with the blue hair. There yeah. was like this quest where the the kitchen mm -hmm. old lady told you that there's a noise in the bathroom and you had to go yeah. at night. And I really love having to do missions like at night. I'm like, oh, exciting! It's all dark. And, creepy. <laughs> um, and and there's no like uplifting music playing. It it makes me feel good. I don't know why. Maybe I'm weird. But anyway, um, and then eventually like. You go in, there's like this weird ethereal sounding thing in the bathroom and they're like, bring me a paper, any paper. And then one of the bros gives you the paper and it's a love letter to one of the girls in the school in Skyloft. And you just give it to the weird creature in the bathroom anyway. And then he's like eternally being groped by this hand uh, forever and ever. And you like basically ruined his life by... And, and the and the ethereal's creatures all like ooh love of my life while she's like petting him on the bed, it's it it was hysterical to me. Well, so I what I what I love about that side quest is that that's I think that's one of two or maybe three side quests that have multiple outcomes because you can oh. you don't have to deliver that that letter to the toilet ghost. Um, you could give it to the girl. You could give it to the girl. And what that winds up, what winds up happening with that is she realizes that her and this other uh, knight have a crush on each other and they start dating. And that makes the, the kid really upset because he's gave mad either way. Yeah. So, yeah, <laughs> no, no, I, either way. Yeah, I, I really like the one where where the, the hand falls in love with him because it gets the paper yeah. and the love letter. He's like, oh, at least sweet. on my version, he's getting some action, <laughs> <laughs> some ghostly action. There's another. There's it, another. I, oh, sorry. go ahead. Go ahead, Jason. Oh, all I was going to say was as a side note about toilets. Uh, one thing I do appreciate about this game, the first thing it lets you do after you wake up is take a shit. 
Um, <laughs> and at any point in the game, you can just sit on the toilet and take a shit. So that's yeah, pretty cool. It's so oh, odd. Yeah. And he doesn't put he doesn't bring his pants down either. He just sits on the toilet. Trousers and all. No, he makes weird faces and. Um, the other <laughs> there's the other side quest that I definitely remember having multiple outcomes. The uh the the, the storage girl in the in the in the bazaar. If you talk to her through like regularly throughout the game, like go to her either you could you you could store something or you could not store something. I don't think you actually have to do anything. You just have to talk to her throughout the game. She eventually develops a crush on you. Yeah. And her father finds out that she's like in love and and she doesn't or he doesn't know that it's that it's that it's link so he's like oh link my daughter's like she's infatuated with some guy you got to do something about that like can you can you keep an eye out for me and she like tells she admits to you that she's like in love with you and like you can decide whether or not you love her back or not and in like it's like kind of it's deciding like do you respect her father's wishes that she he doesn't want anyone dating his daughter or do you secretly date her behind his back um it's did it's cheesier her? huh did you date her i did because <laughs> i felt you can so be like bad a player. I, you, I felt you, so... you can be like a pimp you got both zelda and all the other girls well, up in know, Link is a hoe link's a hoe if you I... ever read the manga he's flirting with all the bitches okay I felt really bad because she was like infatuated with me, but I, I'm 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 truly loyal to Zelda, so I was like, oh god, but I, I can't turn her down. I oh, feel so bad. Infatuated so I... with you, you're you're the warrior of the tri- oh shit. I was about to say the warrior of light, the warrior of the Triforce. <laughs> I was like, I was like, I have to. I, I was like, tell you what, I'll date her now, and then once I find Zelda and rekindle that, I'll break up with her. You know. Uh, but yeah, it, 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 it's a funny and interesting side quest because it requires like you talking to her throughout the game and you really see her her demeanor change throughout the game because she's always at the beginning and for a, a while she's just there like hand yeah. on her face like really bored like oh you're here okay and then at the end by the end she's like oh, I love you it's just Aww. such a drastic shift in her character uh, so it's it's interesting from that regard. Uh, and then, yeah, there's some other side quests, like the, the crystal ball guy in the bazaar, like, breaks his crystal ball, so you have to find him a new one. Yeah. Um, but really, the ones with the multiple, uh, the multiple endings, depending on what you do, and especially the toilet ghost one, th- those ones really stood out to me. And doing these gets you gratitude crystals, one of the collectibles in the game. You go to the one, there's like the demon that lives in Skyloft somewhere, and you find him, and turns Hello. out he's actually, yeah. And he's actually a completely nice guy. He just wants to become human. And getting him gratitude crystals will turn him human. So if you get them all, he becomes this really, really ugly guy. Um, but at least he's human. And he he's really appreciative of that. And he gives you rewards throughout the, the quest line. Yeah. You know, depending on how many gratitude crystals you have, he'll give you new rewards. That's how you get like the bigger wallets, typically, throughout the game. Uh, but yeah, I, I didn't I like that. that. <clears throat> What the bigger wallets? I didn't like that aspect of of the game. Um, just in general, every this is kind of like a inter these these gameplay me- mechanics and designs. You know things like um, uh, degrading shields and you know having to buy everything. You go around collecting bugs and selling them and doing all that kind of thing, mm-hmm. and getting so much of your inventory from just buying it and having to expand your wallet, buying secret items. All this. Uh, 
I would have preferred, like, in older Zelda games, there would be, like, a quest line, and you have to figure out very specific ways to trade for things, like, maybe from a bit of dialogue, you find out that this NPC wants this thing, and you'd go around the world kind of figuring out how one item that you get randomly might fit into this random quest line. Yeah. I don't like just you got to monotonously collect like 500 rupees to get this thing, especially when it might break. Like, <laughs> yeah. And you, uh, I guess we're kind of talking about collectibles now. Uh, another thing that you can, that you kind of can obtain either through a beetle shop or in certain goddess chests. Um, you can get like these medals, like there's the bug medal that shows you where bugs are on the mm-hmm. map. There's the heart medal, which shows you where more, where, where, or lets you get hearts more often. Uh, I really don't like that. Um, take you get inventory. Heart... Well, yeah, I don't like that. They take up inventory because you only have eight. To... Once you get all your adventures pouches, you only have eight inventory slots. And by the end, you have all of them filled up at all times. Uh, but I really did not like that you get the four you get four heart pieces to get a new heart container. And heart pieces, that's been a Zelda staple for as long as I've been playing Zelda. Granted, it hasn't been very long, but like, you know, they, they've been in Zelda for a long ass time. To get the last two heart containers, you have to have those life medal the two life medals that you get in the game. You have to have those on you at all times to fully have your max amount of hearts. Don't like that. Yeah. I don't like I don't I don't like having to take up two uh two of my adventure pouch slots to have two additional to have two additional hearts. I, I no, I don't like that. I don't they like just, that at all. They just really wanted you to date the storage girl. That's what it was. <laughs> <laughs> um and then I like, yeah. Um, I was going to mention another collectible. Go ahead. Uh the 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 bugs um the only thing i really liked about them is <laughs> it's another one of Gruce's bros and he's like yeah. Yeah, i only i will only buy these at night and he's all like mm-hmm. inconspicuous about it like he's selling drugs or something it's really funny and I'm buy some bugs i i found this out like close to the end of the game i was having like trouble with a with some fight or something so i bought a potion and then the the potion lady told me that her husband can like empower it or whatever. So I mm-hmm. went and talked to him, and that's when I found out that the bugs have a use. You you can you can give him bugs yeah. to add them to the potions and power them up. And it's like, wow, I did that once. Never. I only bought one potion one time, and it was a health potion. And I didn't buy any of the other potions because I never saw a need. Yeah. Um. And therefore, I never really used my bugs. The bugs were fun to collect because some of them had tricks to catching them, and I liked that. I thought that was pretty cool. But holy shit! Like, they had no. They were they were almost completely useless. They weren't anything like collecting the items you needed to upgrade upgrade your shields and your equipment. Um. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They're just used to either get more rupees or beef up your potion. And yeah. yes, hey, my or only get a better is... net to get more bugs. Oh yeah, and you yeah. could get it. Yeah, you could craft a better net. Yeah. Yeah, the but only... that that uses the normal like the upgrade items instead of bugs. Oh yeah, you're right. You're, yeah. You no, you're right. Yeah. Go ahead. Delilah. The only potion I ever got was like the red one, and I, yeah. I powered that up a few times, but I was fine just collecting fairies. Um, 
but uh oh yeah, I yeah. could buy a potion for that stamina side quest for the for the oh, one of your friends yeah. that's trying to get wool. <laughs> yeah, and that that that's another the good thing you brought that up. That's another side quest I really like. That's the one once you complete it, uh he's tossing gourds out back for you to shoot at your with with your arrows. Um I like I I like that side quest a bit too. Um Jason, you bringing up Skykeep falling. That's I, I did want to mention before we wrap things up. In terms of dungeons, I actually really liked the final dungeon as well. Might have been my second favorite. Uh because it was It was very reminiscent of of um of like the Gan Ganon's Tower from Ocarina of Time. It's basically summarizing a bit from each dungeon, but at the same time having an overall puzzle mechanic that I, I, brings it yeah. all together. And I like the idea of you're kind of piecing the or piecing the dungeon together yourself. You're moving you're moving parts yeah. of this dungeon around and kind of putting it together in a way that allows you to move forward. And I really liked that concept. Um it just always bugged me that there was never I could never figure out a way to find like a final configuration that would allow me to go through each room without having to shift yeah. them. Um that I don't think that, it was possible. I don't I don't no. think so either. But I didn't want to spend too much time trying to figure it out. Once I kind of just like mm -hmm. relented to the idea that you're probably just supposed to shift it as needed, I I just wound up doing that. Um, yeah. the, the 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 only collectible major collectible that we didn't really talk about was like the goddess cubes and the goddess chests. I thought this concept was a little lazy. It just didn't really right. make much sense. I use a skyward strike on a big cube down on the surface. It shines into the sky, and then a chest just appears somewhere on one of the islands in the sky. We don't really talk about island exploration in the sky, but there's not really much to it. You just kind of fly around to different islands. You can stop on them if they have something for you. There's a few like additional padding. Yeah, there's like a few mini games you can come across. I fucking hated Fun Fun Island. Um. The one where he shoots you up in a cannon, you have to like fall down in these rings and then land on a piece on yeah, a. Yeah, I did it once and never again. There's a heart piece yeah. that you can get, and that was f really fucking frustrating to get. Um, You're a it's an e it once. Am I the only one here that that did the entire game with just the heart pieces you get from the dungeons? <laughs> Probably. Wow. I didn't go out of my way to get any. But oh, I, I did. Yo, like... OG, OG Zelda, man. <laughs> I did. I did everything. It was fun. I liked it. I enjoyed the game a lot. I, I really liked this game more than I expected to. Because uh, yeah, it's been out for a decade on Wii. And I he always heard, I guess this is kind of us wrapping up. Uh, is there anything else you guys wanted to talk about before we get to the final question? Hello? Um, all, the only comment I was going to make, I, I've referenced... Twilight Princess a few times because it's my favorite um, 3D Zelda that is um, and just comparing the ending of those two games um, when you see Minna's true form at the end of Twilight Princess it's a big reveal and there's the music swells and it's so epic you see the gate to the Twilight Realm behind her and then compared with this like Link and Zelda are just sitting there and it's like I think I want to stay here Link and Link's like oh and then the game just like ends and it's like and it's like so lame is like the only word compared to like previous Zeldas. I, I and that's kind of how I fear, feel about this game overall. Like 
The only the only 3D Zelda I think I like less than this one is Breath of the Wild, just because it isn't a Zelda. But whatever, and for another time. Yeah, I, I guess we can get into the final question: is just like, did did this game deserve the ten out of tens that no. it received Absolutely. in two thousand eleven? Okay, no, this is like. Well, we'll see the Kwasnicki score, but I would say <laughs> anywhere from like a seven to an eight, maybe. Okay. Oh, this is six. Six hearts out of ten. Ooh, that's that's nice. the, that, rolling right into the Kwasnicki rating. How about that? <laughs> yeah. Uh, I guess I gave I gave this the highest score out of us um, in my in my personal uh, tra- tracking list. I gave this game an eight. I just because, like I said, like I was saying. Uh, I like this game a lot more than I expected to. I, I've been hearing nothing but criticisms since 2011. People talking about this game is really overrated. Why the fuck is it getting 10s? The motion controls suck. I hate this. I hate that. I really liked it. And I think it's because I don't have the Zelda baggage that a lot of fans have uh, from being a fan of Zelda for so sure. long. I think it's just because I'm... I'm kind of i'm kind of an outside observer that dips his toes in of occasionally into the series and i find things that i like about it and i find things that i don't like about it but like i really expected to hate this game and i really didn't i really really liked it and for for a lot of reasons and in a lot of ways um actually scratch that five out of ten five hearts out of ten it's average <laughs> did it so it just went down huh yeah wow okay not because okay. of you I, I was just thinking about it. I, I don't think I could. I, I don't think I can say it's above average. It's average. Okay. All right. That's fine. No, I, I, I like the game a lot. I definitely liked it more than I thought, but it's not a ten out of ten. And I feel like that's the problem no. with Zelda games that the heartstrings that they pull at is just it's unfair. It's unfair. Yeah, uh, Zelda. Zelda games again as an outside observer. Zelda games always get lauded with critical acclaim. And then really where you find out whether or not the game is going to make or break it is with the fans. And if the fans don't like it, forget about it. And that's kind of what happened with Skyward Sword was that this this game came out and the the reception from fans was not nearly as good. Okay, let's uh, go ahead and wrap this bad boy up. I think we are done talking about The Legend of Zelda Skyward Sword. Yes. Um, Delilah. Sorry, Miyamoto. That was brutal. I'm sorry. <laughs> Miyamoto-san, we love you. Um, Delilah, what you what you doing? What you what you got the plug? Just Twitch streams. I feel like I'm streaming everything now. Um, <laughs> I don't know. Uh, YouTube stuff. It's all like honestly, I'm just playing whatever's new and hot and doing full playthroughs for. Iki Island uh, just wrapped up Returnal and um, for the true ending and uh, Death's Door because I just adore that game. But other than that, like cool. Twitch, I just stream whatever's new. Yeah. Okay. That's go, go, go check Delilah out on Twitch at Asasina. Is it dash son or underscore son on, uh, on, on Twitch? Underscore. Underscore. Yeah. Okay. Underscore. Got it. Can't keep, can't keep it together. Um, <laughs> For me, I actually I actually have something to plug. I'm excited. Yes. Um Let's go. so go check out uh coming up in September. This episode should be out uh at the very beginning of September. So this month, uh from Gamers Magazine, 
the magazine that I kickstarted, and on issue two, I got to contribute to. I wrote a review on that in that magazine for Scarlet Nexus, a video game that came oh, out cool. in May, June, May, June, June. I think it came out in June. Um, I, again, I played it months ago at this point, but it feels like years. Uh, yeah, I wrote a review of that game. I really liked it. Um, a lot of the things I didn't like about it, things I really, really liked about it. If you want to check out my review, uh, you can go to, I believe it's fromgamers.net, and you can pre-order yourself in a copy, either digital or print, of that magazine, and you can check out my review, as well as all the other wonderful work that all the other contributors are putting towards that issue. So, go check it That's out. That's amazing. Thank you. I'm, I'm very... Congratulations to both you guys. Oh, thanks, Jason. You're doing absolutely nothing, right? No, actually, you can find me on the Genova server uh, in North America in Final Fantasy fourteen. I'm Sarai Sanjuro, level seventy three samurai. Find me hanging out in Hingashi. Did you did you change your name Chill. again? Did you change your name again? No. Oh, no. God. I'm gonna I'm gonna resub. This is the last movie. time. I swear to God. Oh my God! I want to resub again. How much money have you spent on renaming your character? Probably as much as I spent on the last expansion. <laughs> this one's good, though. Okay. All right. All right. Um, yeah, so you can check us both out on the Genova server of Final Fantasy XIV, because uh, I'll be resubbing very soon. Jason and I are both trying to catch up for Endwalker. We're very excited. Okay. You can follow me on Twitter at Nibbleheimian. You can follow Delilah on Twitter at Asasina underscore San. You can follow Jason on Twitter at SolidQuaz, but don't follow him. He doesn't use Twitter whatsoever. You can also follow Dead Cell Media on Twitter at Dead Cell Media. If you liked this episode and watched it on YouTube, on video, thank you. You can go ahead and like and subscribe. That would be great if you uh, tell us what your favorite Skyward Sword dungeon was in the comments. Leave us a comment. Let us know what you like. Let us know what you didn't like. If you listen to this on Apple Podcasts, please rate and review the show. Again, tell us what you like. Tell us what you didn't like. Five stars preferred. You have no idea how much it helps on those platforms. I, personally, for me, especially on Apple Podcasts, this we're, we're doing video now. But to me, this is this is a podcast first show. So on podcast yeah. networks, uh, it really, really helps if you rate and review the show. If you give us five stars, you have no idea how much it means to me. If you review the show, you know how much it means. It, how, how much it means to me. Honestly, if you review the show and like I see your name there, I'm gonna shout you out. I'm gonna shout you out on the show and be like, "Yo, so and so, I love you. Thank you. You wrote some wonderful things, and I really appreciate it." Laying, laying down the gauntlet right now. Poll question in the comments. Everybody throw up your favorite Zelda. And everybody who answers the poll gets a shout out. Yeah, everybody. I declare Seriously. it so. All right. Sounds good. I'm, I'm all for it. I'm all for it. Next episode, you get a shout out. Speaking of next episode, Jason, what's the next episode that we're officially doing? Post of Tsushima. <laughs> And I don't remember what well, the expansion wait. name is, but well, I'm hold playing. Hold on, it. yeah, because we already did Ghost of Tsushima, so we're there, something came out for that, like a new expansion. That's exciting. 
I don't remember. I, I legitimately don't remember off the top of my head Yoshima what the name Island. of the expansion is. So, <laughs> yeah. so really, if you own Ghost of Tsushima and you want to go back to it with more content, uh, you can buy the director's cut upgrade that gives you access to Iki Island. It's the new section that they added to the game. It's a new island, whole new story. It's not very long. I'll say right now it's maybe four to five hours long just for that main story, but it's still a whole new island with a ton to explore and find and do. Uh, overall, I think I, I've 100%ed it at this point. It took me somewhere around 15 hours to do everything. Um, mm. Really beefy piece of content. If you if you go if if you want to go if you like that game enough to go and do everything you find, so definitely recommend it. We'll be doing a a brief episode on it very soon, so stay tuned for that. And the next main game, because to me that's a DLC, we're doing a small bonus episode for that um, as a as a as a complement to our Ghost of Tsushima episode. Uh, the next main game we'll be doing in time for Spooky Month October. It's the best. We're doing Silent Hill. I'm very, very excited. And for for that, <laughs> uh, I don't think there's any way to play the first Silent Hill on PC. If you have it, I'm sorry. This game is kind of more of a pain in the ass than usual for you to find and play if you don't have it. If you have a PS3 or a PlayStation Vita, uh, you can buy the PS1 classic of Silent Hill and play it on that platform or if you want to hunt down a ps1 disc by all means get a ps1 disc of it and play it there um if you ask me you won't regret it it's a horror classic it's one of the most brilliant games ever made and i'm very excited to talk about it so join us for that and uh yeah until next time and we might we might have some other spooky surprises. It's all about yeah. those views and reviews. Yeah, well, don't worry, because uh, Horror Month does not begin or does not end with Silent Hill. We will do another game uh, shortly after that. So stay tuned, and thanks for listening. Bye-bye.